PJ Glasser, Denton Day here with you. Sunday's bets for Sunday without the NFL until September. But we got a lot of action to keep us entertained, including the South Florida and uh, FAU game that we thought at halftime might not be that entertaining. FAU's making a big run, though. They're down by eight with two minutes to play. I took FAU plus eight and a half on the live line, so I got a big-time sweat on my hands. Also, Ohio State just taking it to Purdue here in the second half. Buckeyes up 50-38. to 38. Purdue now six-and-a-half-point dogs on the live line, plus 320, number two team in the country in some big-time trouble in Columbus. A team that wasn't in trouble yesterday was the UConn Huskies. Gavin Keefe joins us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Gavin Keefe, sports writer for the day in New London, Connecticut. Gavin, I mean, what else can be said about the UConn Huskies, man? Where did yesterday's performance rank for this year's team, do you think, for UConn? They've obviously played a tough schedule this year, tough non-conference. That performance yesterday against a Marquette team that was red hot was uh, was pretty eye-opening. Do you think that was the best game UConn's played all year? Uh, I mean, uh, considering uh, the opponent, top four team, and the Marquette's going to could be a national championship contender. It definitely, I mean, they had some impressive wins early on, you know, beating North Carolina at the Garden, but uh, that was so unexpected. I mean, I thought that would be a three- to five-point game close down the stretch, and UConn was just scary good. So, Gavin, I think for this next question, we can remove Marquette from the list of answers, but who is UConn's biggest challenge in the Big East? Well, I, you know what? <laughs> they're going to win the Big East. I mean, they, they've got a, like, a, you know, the three <laughs> up in the last column. I mean, they just, they're, they're, it's, their schedule is tough down the stretch. They're going to play all the teams just below them in the standings. They've got to go to App Marquette. They've got to go to Providence, who's a very good home team. They've got to go Creighton. So, I mean, I, I would have said Marquette before this. I mean, Creighton's a very good team. So, with three out of the last five on the road, I, I think there's going to be some losses there, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be different when they go on the road. But you know what? UConn hasn't slipped up this year. I mean, they hit, at Seton Hall, they lost. And Seton Hall hit them early in the Big East. That was just back on December 20th, their last loss. You know, Clayton got hurt in the second half of that game. Uh, uh, but I, 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 that's hard to say after yesterday. I mean, the thing is, you guys know, they're playing great right now. They play great most of the season. You know, let's see, you know, what happens in the next couple weeks. You know, how they go into the tournament. Things can change in a hurry. Right now, they look unbeatable just about. I mean, they asked Sharka Smart yesterday, the Marquette coach, about, you know, will you diff- do differently next time? He, he's like, well, the, the list is long as Santa's list, he said. It's, it's, there's so many things UConn does. They're, they're balanced. They play great. They're playing their best defense of the season. They rebound the basketball. They share the basketball. They lead the Big East in just about every category that you can think of. I mean, so they don't look like they have a weakness right now. I mean, really, for them, staying healthy is the big key. They had some injuries early with Klingon and Stefan Castle early on in the season. But, and, and, and Caravan missed a game with an ankle. But staying healthy is the biggest key for them right now. Gavin, is there a kind of team that you think could give UConn trouble? I know when Alabama was the number one overall seed heading into the tournament last year, they really struggled with like defensive-minded teams that were really good on that side of the floor, and San Diego State sends them home. Is there a certain type of team? Like, Do you think it would be a really good offense? Do you think it would be a team that's really good on defense that plays at a slow pace? What kind of team in your mind do you think would have the profile that could give UConn some trouble? <laughs> 
Well, you know, if you go back to the Seton Hall game, Seton Hall's guards really drove on UConn, and they 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 really uh, took uh, beat them off the dribble and got inside. And if Klingon gets into foul trouble, you can get him into some foul trouble. You know, they're a different team. If your your guards are getting beat off the dribble and getting into the lane, I mean, the Seton Hall that's what gave that's what Seton Hall did so well. So a, a team with some very good guards that are quick off the dribble, scoring guards, and then the key is to get Klingon into some foul trouble. Uh, he, he's the reason, you know, when they miss, he missed those five games to still win those games, but their defense has been significantly better since he's been back. He's an impact in both ends, especially defensively. Uh, it, it's hard to get, he protects the rim really well. I mean, they haven't allowed more than 67 points in like the last 10 games. So and Marquette was, was a season low for them yesterday, I believe. So I think it's a type of team, some really good guards and you, you've got to have some, and you've got to be tough. I mean, I look at, I watched Houston. I mean, Houston's got some really physically tough men on that team. I mean, they, 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 they look like they're bodybuilders. That's a tough team. And Houston doesn't score well, but Houston could be a team that could give them some problems because they're physically tough. And, and, and uh, that, that's a potential team that could give them problems. But, you know, the thing with UConn, they're so balanced, you can shut two guys down and three other guys will go off. All five starters are capable of scoring 20 points uh, in a game, they have, and it's it, that's what makes them so tough. Gavin, do you think if they get into the NCAA tournament and, and the shots aren't falling, can they win a rock fight kind of a game in the tournament? You know, that's a good question. I mean, I think they can because of the options they have. Like I said, I with to me, I, I see Klingon stay out of foul trouble as, as a big key for them in any tournament run. Uh, they have played times where they've still played fine way to score uh, when they haven't. But if they can keep up the defensive level of play they, they have, that's what makes them – that's really kind of take them to another level. I mean, and they run such good offense. I mean, it's tough to shut them down. They get a lot of easy baskets. Got, you know, at the rim, they get backdoor cuts. They get they get uh, and kicking the ball out to open shooters with Spencer and Caravan. I mean, any team in the tournament – that shoots threes well. We've seen teams go down. Favorite teams go down because a team just comes out and goes crazy from the perimeter, and that that would give UConn problem. But that would give anybody a problem. Talking with Gavin Keefe here on Sunday's bets at Gavin Keefe on Twitter, sports writer for the day in New London, Connecticut. Gavin, when March Madness comes around, I like to get into these player pools that are almost like fantasy football, essentially. But for college basketball, you're trying to pick the guys that will score the most amount of points in the tournament on teams that you think will go the farthest. For people that are in those similar kind of pools, who would you take off of UConn first? Do you think when they get into the tournament, Klingon will lead them in scoring, Newton, Spencer? Like, who do you think is going to be the guy that they're going to lean on when it comes to March? Wow, that's that's a really good question because of the balance. They've got, you know, Spencer averages 15, Newton 15, Carabin 14, you know, Klingon 12. I, I would say it would either be Spencer or Newton. Tristan Newton has a way. He doesn't always shoot the ball well, and there are times he, he you know, he'll, he'll not disappear, but just won't be as impactful offensively. And then he hit three threes. And I mean, he had a great national championship run. National championship game, he was, I think he had 20 and, and 10 or something uh, uh, in that game. So he, uh, he'd be one that, that he, he, I mean, he went to in the Kansas game. I forgot how many points he had a huge game at Kansas, kept him in the game to the end. So I think I might go with Tristan Newton because he always seems to get his points. You know, it doesn't always look pretty. It, it, it might come in spurts. 
but he always fills up the stat sheet. So I think I would go with Tristan Newton. Gavin, is this year's team better than last year's team? Well, I've been thinking about that. And <laughs> I think as far as a balance offensively, yes. Uh, you know, Andre Jackson was a big scorer last year, even though he did so many other things and he was a huge key to that team. Uh I think the bench last year was stronger. They had uh, Joey Kakatera, a grad student, and uh, and uh, Naheem Aline, who ended up transferring to St. John's, coming off the bench. So veteran guards off the bench. And they also had Klingon coming off the bench, backing up Sonogo. So their bench was better last year. Diera uh, is, is had a huge year this year, coming off the bench. And, and Samson Johnson's here. So they really all go seven. Jalen Stewart, the freshman, he's been playing like eight minutes, you know, a game off the bench. And Hurley in tight games tend to just trust his veterans. So they'll, they'll shrink to like a seven-man rotation in, in the tournament in tight games. So I, I would say off, offensively, as a balanced starting five, they're, they're a better offensive team. Defensive, defensively, uh, I think they're probably just as good. But I think the other last year's championship team had a better bench than this team. Gavin, what do you think it's been, what has Danny Hurley been able to do in the last couple of years where he's been able to turn UConn, you know, they made the tournament as a five seed that one year and lost to New Mexico State. Hurley had this track record that he really wasn't great in the tournament. And then last year, I mean, as you know, like they came out of the season, they were undefeated and they were winning all these games by double digits. And obviously they've left, they've left off this season. They've been fantastic again. Like why has Hurley been so good these last couple of years in UConn? What in your opinion has kind of changed for them? Well, he's got them. He's play, he, one, he recruits really well. He recruits his type of players. Cam Spencer is a perfect example. Ken Spencer's a fiery guy. This this team is is more laid back than last year's team. So Cam Spencer's perfect. He's a fiery guy, pumps his fists, gets in guys' faces. I mean, Hurley loves it. He's he's like a he's he's Hurley says it's a perfect marriage between the two. So he recruits guys, he recruits tough guys. Cam I mean uh, Stefan Castle, the freshman. Uh, um, he was expected to be a great player. He's going to be the biggest uh, freshman of the year this year. Uh, you know, tough guys who can contribute where he's a physical guard. He, and he gets them on campus and he gets them to buy in to, to, to the culture, to the, I know it's an overused word, but you know, here's your role. You're going to play eight minutes a game and, and, you know, you're going to, and, and he gets them to, he, he finds a way to motivate them. I mean, he, he's never satisfied. I guess that's, Here's an example that Georgetown in a couple of games ago, they're up 20 in the second half. I mean, they're, they're putting Georgetown away and he calls a timeout to scream at his team because he's upset that they didn't get back on. They somebody jogged back on defense, even though they're up, whatever it was, 24. He's not going to be satisfied. And, and the he's got all the kids. You see the kids when he speaks. Uh, I mean, they listen and the adjustments he makes in game, they were getting out rebound. They gave up like five offensive rebounds in the first eight minutes of the Marquette game yesterday, and called a timeout and said, "You know that's got to stop." And it stops. I mean, the kids respond to his coaching, and 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 respond into to whatever way he wants. And he has a great uh, staff: Kamani Young and Luke Murray and Tom Moore are, are, are some great assistants that prepared the team well. And uh, he's just got those kids believing they can do anything. I mean that that's where they've got they're confident and they believe no matter the situation, no matter the team, that, that, that they can win. How are they handling the pressure of trying to repeat in the NCAA tournament? 
You know what? I don't think that's really been a factor yet. I, I agree that I think it will be when they get to the tournament. Uh, Hurley's big on setting these goals. Like, you know, UConn hasn't won a Big East regular season title in, since 2006. And so he's made that a big theme this year. That's, you know, it, the UConn's won national championships since then, but they, uh, they haven't done that. So he sets goals. As far as the pressure of trying to repeat, you know, that's going to come up a lot more when they hit March. And I think that's what we're going to find out, you know, what kind of pressure, you know, how they handle the pressure. Right now, they don't shy away from talking about something. That's something they want to, want to do. But they're so focused on the now that I don't think it's something as far as pressure. It's a factor right now. But it will with every step they take in March. They'll be asked about it more and they'll feel it more than, than they do now. Gavin, just got about a couple minutes left. I want to ask you about the rest of the Big East. UConn, like you said, they're going to win the Big East regular season. We'll see what happens in the conference tournament at MSG. But what can you tell us about some of these other teams, like maybe not Marquette and Creighton, but some of these teams that are on the bubble? Like, could you see them as maybe potential sleepers in the tournament? Like, do you like maybe a St. John's or maybe a Butler or a Xavier? Like, any of these teams, obviously Creighton, you know, Marquette and UConn, we know they're going to be in, and they could be right, teams right. that can make a deep run. But anybody in the middle of the pack that you kind of like? You know what? That's a that's a good question because there are a bunch of teams like Seton Hall, Province, Villanova, Butler. Uh, yeah, they're they're fighting just to get in right now. I mean, they, they've they've. Uh, I mean, Seton Hall's nine to five. They, I think they were picked eighth in the league in the preseason, so they've exceeded expectations. That's one team you could watch. Uh, Kadari Richmond's had a great year for them. Uh, he's probably you know an all Big East first team kind of guy. Uh, so I think uh, out of that group, Seton Hall. I mean. Providence to get Devin Carter and Orduro up front, the, the George Mason transfer that came with Kim English. But I don't think they have the depth of talent since they lost Bryce Hopkins. Uh, Villanova, you know what? They're too inconsistent. Butler's had a really good year. But I don't. I think if I had to pick a middle pack uh, kind of team to, to do something, to be Seton Hall. But I, I'm not sure if any of those teams can make a deep run in the tournament. But I, I would give Seton Hall the best chance. There you go. He's Gavin Keefe. You can follow him on Twitter at Gavin Keefe, sports writer for the day in New London, Connecticut. Gavin, this was awesome. Appreciate the time. Hope to talk to you again soon and uh, enjoy the rest of UConn run. Hopefully uh, they can make it deep in the tournament again. Yeah, it's a fun season, isn't it, guys? I mean, with the March Madness coming from the conference tournament, so it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting next few weeks. Thanks a lot, PJ and Denton. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure will be. Great stuff there from Gavin. FAU Denton, they made a valiant charge. They cut it to as short as one, but USF escapes with a 90-86 to victory. Now we'll see if Ohio State can get an upset as well. You knew Purdue would make a run. They are doing just that, trailing by five with 8.20 to go, 54-49 Ohio State. We'll keep you posted on that. Talk a little more college hoops and get to some NBA futures as well. P.J. Glasser, Denton Day, Sunday's Bets.